Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. Praise God. Wow, has it been awesome in here already today? Woo! God is good. Amen? So thankful for this service. So thankful uh, for this new sound system and all the people that work so hard, as you've already heard Pastor talk about. Uh, truly, I know over 50 hours of work that some individuals did this week. It's just amazing what God has done and how he laid this out and provided this for us. God is a good God. Amen? He's a good God. Come on. He's a good God. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be more thankful than that. Come on. You ought to show some appreciation. Come on. For the creator of this world. For your Savior. Come on. Yeah. Let's get excited. Come on, stir up your most holy faith. Come on, spread some joy. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! Don't you love this band? Mm, so, so awesome. All right. We are going to get into the Word in just a moment. But before we do, as you all know, we have to do our confession. So if you want to get up on your feet, grab your Bible. Probably going to be a lot of standing and sitting today, so... Go ahead, little, go ahead, prepare you, okay? All right. Hold your Bibles up. Let's do this thing together. Ready? I believe the Bible was written and preserved over thousands of years for me. It is relevant to me, and it is intended for me. I believe I can do everything it says I can do. I believe I am everything it says that I am. It is now time for me to receive the anointed preaching and teaching of God's Word. Come on, y'all, loud this time. I will listen. I will retain. I will allow the Word of God to change me and make me into the person God desires for me to be. I am a leader. I will take notes because all great leaders take notes. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm believing God's going to do great things today. I believe if you came here today with oppression, with sickness, with depression, with doubt, with fear, with lack, that God is going to meet your need before you leave here today. Amen. Will you come in agreement with me that God can and will do it today in this very service? Hallelujah. I believe he will. Thank you, Lord. All right. Quick review from last week. As you know, Pastor kicked this series off. We're in Ezekiel chapter 37. Let's read from verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord, out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of what? Mmm, come on. Pastor reminded us last week that the hand of God is always working. Right? God's working, He's moving. But sometimes He'll set you down in a valley of dry bones. Doesn't that sound wonderful? Oh, my goodness. Who's ever walked in that dry, dry, lonesome valley? We, the heavens were brass. You couldn't do anything. 
You couldn't get arrested, let alone get a prayer answered, right? You just feel like you're walking in the wilderness, dry and lonely, dusty wilderness, full of death, dry bones, nothing living. Not even you. You was convinced you were dead, basically. But God is able, amen? Think of how you are in this moment. Think of how you feel today, right now. The power, the joy, the love, that God is moving. And go back to that moment of desolation when you thought surely it was over. This is the beginning of the end. There's no hope. But yet, you live today. Amen? There is hope. Hallelujah. Mm. So, yeah, it's not fun walking in that dry desert, walking amongst those dry bones. Sometimes you put yourself there. Amen? When you go to work and you listen to yeah, 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 and you watch little hotty toddy go and flirt with everybody on that floor, go try to rub up against as many people as she can rub up against, and you know them skirt chasers. Oh, dear God. They everywhere. Come on, women. Y'all know all about them. You can't even go to Walmart without somebody looking at you, ogling you. I just got to the point where I'm like, yeah. I started staring back at them. But the point of all that silly talk is this. If you give in to that environment, yeah, there might be young people running around and laughter and fun stuff going on. But those people are likely living in a desert. They couldn't get a prayer answered because they don't know how to touch God because they won't let go of the earth. Amen? They will not let go of the things that are going to ever, the the things that will eventually drag them down. Yeah, there may be smiles and joy today, but guess what? If you want to stay there, if you want to stay in your sin, you're going to find yourself in a valley of dry bones. Amen? You don't need to get a prayer answered and you ain't even going to know how to pray. So you better watch it. You better watch it. The point of that is this. When you walk into that work environment, when you walk into that doctor's office, when you walk into your, your home, some, for some of you it's your home. You don't want to go home. You go visit somebody and they're like, yep, well, mm, wow, can you believe, 10, 15 already? You ain't budging. They're trying to get you out, but you don't want to leave because you don't want to go to your own house because it's a valley of dry bones. Here's what you got to do. Your house, if you're carpooling, if it's your office place, you got to create an environment. Because if you don't, you're going to die too. Come on. Get out of that valley of dry bones. Woo. Ezekiel, God gave Ezekiel this vision. He did, didn't he? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him and brought him out. He took him down into this this midst of this valley of dry bones imagine wow I've never had a vision like that who's had a vision like that or a dream or anything would you not just be blown away I mean amazing incredible if that were to happen to you but for us we have things like sitting in gridlock traffic and we get lost or sitting at your desk and then five minutes goes by and then you realize oh Where was I? That's not a vision. But you realize how shaking you are when you finally come back to yourself. And you're like, oh, 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 what just happened? 
Imagine having this vision, and it, however long it lasted, and it must have been so real and so tangible, like you could pinch yourself, touch yourself, blow and dust move in front of you. So he's carried away. He's in this vision, this, this vision of such magnitude. For us, if we ever feel like God speaks to us, so many of us want to help God. We want to help him interpret the dream or vision or thought or whatever that he gave you. How ridiculous is that? God doesn't need your help. He's the author of this vision or dream. Amen? Stop trying to help God. He don't need your help. Some of you, you're your own worst enemy. God, you finally, you finally turn enough noise and people and stuff off that God can speak to you. Hallelujah. That only took like what, 12 and a half years. Um, and finally, when God speaks, you will not let, you will not let yourself see the fulfillment of this. You're convinced you got to help God. Okay, he said this, but maybe he meant this. Maybe this is what he was trying to say. You know, I just had my heart set on so-and-so, and I just know we're just going to be this magical couple and just be so happy and do great things. I don't know why God is telling me that Ken is my man when I know that I'm supposed to be with Robert. God don't need your help. Quit trying to help him in all ways, in all things. You're just messing stuff up. All right. So today we're going to explore the next four verses. So Ezekiel 37, 2 through 4. All right. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man. Can these bones, mm, can these, <laughs> there you go, trying to have power of the pause there. He said to me, son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know, you know. Again, he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pause right here. Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, however long this takes, whatever happens, God, let us receive the fulfillment of this, God. Lord, let your will be done. And above all things, God, we just release you to move. Father, mm, there are people here who have needs today, God. Some of them are desperate, God. And I just believe you're going to do it in the name of Jesus, whatever it is. Thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. All right, verse 2. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. Let's talk about that and break that down, expound on that for just a moment. God will cause you to pass by things. Amen? He will cause you to pass by a situation. Many of you have got friends, family members, or whatever. You may be watching people from afar, and you're, you're, you're seeing all these things going on around you. This darkness. Oh, is there not darkness right now in our reality, in this world? There's darkness. And, and it's wanting to be even more every day. It's wanting to consume us. 
It's wanting to kill us. It's wanting to choke out our hope in our life. You cannot let it. You cannot let it. Sometimes you've got to speak to yourself. Amen? This worship, we begin with worship every Sunday to set the tone. Amen? It's, it's, like, a, it's like a salve. It's meant to help you to help prepare the way to get your mind and heart ready. Because some of us come in here with so much junk. My goodness, God has to come in here with a hammer and chisel to just try to break some of that stuff off of you so you can even hear, let alone receive. Amen? Hallelujah. So God will cause us to pass by things. And you can observe things. Like Ezekiel was observing. He's, he's seeing all these dry, dead bones. What must he have been thinking? It must have looked hopeless. The way some of us feel hopeless or you see other people, they can hardly even hold their head up, Sister Ruby. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to go anywhere and see such bondage and sadness and people are just shackled. They're dying. They're dying and they can't see any way out. They cannot see any hope. Mm. But where have you been? What have you done? What have you gotten into? How long has it been since your very bones were so dead and dry? And you didn't think you had any hope. And where were your friends? Where was anybody to speak into you? Who was there to take your hand and pull you up? My God, probably not the church. We're too concerned with, with everything else. How we look. If we're going to get noticed. If we got enough relevant stuff going on in our church, that if you bring a friend that they'll think you're cool enough because you went, because you came to this church or went to some other church. So consumed with so many things that don't even matter. We don't, and we don't, we can't even get it. We don't even know that these are the things that are causing death and darkness to come up on us. We're consumed, our time, our life, our breath, our energy, is taken over by so many things that don't even matter. While days, weeks, months, and years go by, I'm so ashamed to say, I make notes, and at the beginning of every year, we set forth goals. And we're so full of energy and joy and power, we're just, we are just convinced it's going to happen that year, right? You're so convinced, you write everything down. And highlight it and put stars and underline stuff. But my God, sometimes I find these old lists where I chose my word for the year. And I look at my notes and my goals that I wanted to reach for that year. And some years, I didn't even do one, one of those things. It made me want to cry. I wanted to cry, Miss Ruby. Because you know what? I realized. I had potentially wasted that whole year. Even though I did some good things, I think I helped some people. I worshiped God. I still love God. I'm still committed to God in my church. But all these things that I was so convinced that I was going to do, like sand slipping through your finger, I can't go back and get that time. I can't go back. I'll tell you, it was 2017. I cannot go back. Three, now almost four years. 
and literally, truthfully, fully redeem that time, can I? I can't do it. It's gone. But there's hope for tomorrow. There's hope for right now, right? What died? Mm. That baby that died in the delivery room. I can't bring it back to life. Amen. But God can restore. He can restore in my life. He can restore my joy. He can restore the belief that God is still working on me and he can still use me. Thank you, Chad McKay. It brings me great joy to see you each and every week pushing forward, and I'm so proud of you. If that's you today, if you have been lost in your frustrations, your depression, if you're believing the lies of the devil, if you don't think there's any hope, come on. There is somebody out there. God has a friend for you. He has an accountability partner. He has a pastor and a bishop who wants to pour into your life. Amen? If nothing else, just pick up your Bible and start reading it. It will be life and breath to you. And those dry bones can live again. Amen? Praise God. Lots of things going on. Health problems, marriage problems, people worried. They're like, am I going to have a job by the first of the year? How am I going to pay my bills? Are we going to have Christmas? These are all very real concerns and situations. There's addiction. Some of us need to stop. Take a moment. Evaluate what's going on in your personal life before you start trying to fix everybody else. Amen? It's awesome that our heart and our mind is to be used by God and help those who are in in need. But we don't realize sometimes how bad we're in need. Amen? God's had to stop me in my tracks many times and say, ho, 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 slow your roll, sister. You, You need to fix you. Okay? You don't need to be down at Lynn Park trying to help those that you think are so much worse off than you. You, you need some work yourself. You need, to get, you need to get on the operating table and get some stuff cut off of you. Amen? All right, let's go on down. Behold, there were many in the open valley. So many. Look around. Look around the, the room today. See all these people? Look at all these individual human beings. Amen? God's men and women. Now imagine you're in a valley that's full of dry bones. You have to be thinking, okay, first of all, this is really creepy. Really creepy. Second of all, what, what does this mean? What, what am I supposed to take away from this? There's a lot of people out here in our, just in our community, just Birmingham Metro, let alone doesn't even touch the world. They are in a lot of situations. They got a lot of problems. A lot of those people put themselves there. It's just like being in a neighborhood. We... We went looking at houses. What was it last year? We're building a house right now, so don't do it, okay? First of all, don't do it, okay? (laughs) Apparently, I I need a counseling. I don't know. I need something. I might need medication. I'm not sure. 
Because I said 20 years ago I would never. And yet here I am. So we're out looking at houses. And we're driving through the subdivision. Oh, I like that brick. I don't, I don't like that. Da, 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 da. Brr, going along. Take one turn. Just one turn. What? What just happened? Where are we? I'm talking about cars on blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were in the loveliest of neighborhoods, right? Underground utilities, all those cute, adorable little street lamps. I loved that. One turn. And I'm like, what? What just happened? I was just in beautiful manicured yards. I'm talking about Fido could not, he wasn't getting out of the yard. There wasn't a fence because somebody took the time to get an underground fence. Everything's perfect. I'm talking about Pleasantville, okay? Just, I'm giving this one a 10, beautification award. I'm calling downtown. Somebody come out here, take a picture, and, and get a plaque. Awesomeness. I, what did I do? Look down to get something out of my purse? I don't know. I looked up, and I'm like, Larry. This is what some of you do. God touches you, anoints you, fills you, gives you, reveals to you your purpose. You get on life's highway. You're trucking along. Man, everything's fine. Mm, this is amazing. You start messing with the radio. You start messing with your phone. In the spirit realm is you start looking in the mirror, thinking about how cool you look, trying to get some selfies, how awesome am I? I got to call the brothers and sisters up, text them, Instagram them, let them know all the good ministry work I did this weekend. Check these pictures out. Look at my profile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you get so full of yourself, you get lost. You, you were going right. You were going right. Everything was good. All of a sudden, you reach down in the spirit to do something that was not, was not necessary. You ought not been doing it. You should have kept your eyes straight forward and on the path. And all of a sudden, you are lost and don't even know how you got there. Jesus. How many of you, that happened to you, or you know someone, you know someone in your family, in your work, whatever, they are clicking along, man. They've got it going on. You're kind of jealous a little bit, to be honest with you. You're a little jealous because you're like, man, I wish I could be that good. I wish I could have that much good stuff going on for me. And you're so you're happy for them at first, but you, you know, let's be honest. You're a, little you're a little jealous, okay? A little bit of jealousy. So it's Christmas break, and you get back, and then two weeks later, you're like, mm-mm-mm, so-and-so. And you realize, they done got off course somewhere. They got off track. They got off track. And if somebody don't intervene, they're going to be in the desert before long. Amen. Route 66, you better stay on the road. Oh, my God. Don't give off the road. They, we might not never see you again. It might be your end and undoing. Amen. So there's a lot of problems. We got to stay focused. You don't want to get in that valley. Some people don't come out. It's true. Am I telling the truth? You've known of people. Everything was fine. Everybody in the family was going to church. We're working in church. We're a family unit. 
Six months later, where are they? We're so-and-so. Man, they were clicking along. Their whole family, they're having Bible study. They're having small group. They're working in church. Now they're not even here. Six months later, what? They just got divorced? What? DHR? What, what are you talking about, drug addiction? Come on! We have an obligation when our brothers and sisters are slipping and when they fall and when we know they're headed towards that valley of dry bones, you better get up, you better do something, you better call somebody, you better get on your knees, you better start praying, you better show up. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. You better do something. Hey. This is the process. This is how it happens. It could be any one of us. So quick. Things are good. Very quickly. Trains off the tracks. Mm. Got to be there for each other. You know, you can feel helpless. You can feel hopeless. Oh, my God, you can be so dry and thirsty. You can be going to church, living right, doing what you're supposed to do, but sometimes the heavens are brass. You got to push through. You got to stay the course. Amen? Hallelujah. God does what you cannot do. You've got to take a hold of the hand of Jesus. And you got to hold on for dear life. I'm telling you, I've been in those places, those dark moments, that dry valley. What am I going to? God, why will you not answer me? Don't leave me. You got to trust in God in those moments. It ain't always the devil. Amen? It ain't always the devil. Sometimes God wants to get you out of your comfort zone so that you don't really stay in the valley of dry bones. It might feel like you're in the valley of dry bones and you're going to die there. But guess what? Don't put your tin up just yet. Oh, my, my, my. Don't set your tin up in the valley of dry bones. Come on, because there's greener pastures. There's greener pastures. It's a better day. It's a brighter tomorrow. Come on, can somebody say amen? Come on, come on, come on. Woo! I like that sister in that denim jacket. And here's the cool thing. Well, let me say this first. She loves the Lord. She's going to come down here, right here, while the rest of y'all just... I ain't going down. I ain't going down there. I ain't going down there. I don't feel like it. I might have to go to the bathroom. I'm close to the bathroom if I stay right here. Uh, but she will come down here and worship because she knows. She knows that it's better down here. That's number one. And I know she don't always feel good and feel like it, but that don't matter. She still worships with an expressive worship and a joy that we all should have. Mm -hmm. I love to see her. Uh, are you signing sometimes? She's signing some of the worship songs sometimes, and I love that. And she's just, I don't know. She's just what I want to be. She's happy. She's bubbly. There's joy. And here's a, a nugget for you. <laughs> her name's Sandra. <laughs> That's kind of cool, right? All right. Mm. America, our nation, 
It's not what it once was. It is not what it once was. And we were never perfect anyway. And we know, we know that we are a godly nation. We know that things happen, praise God, that came about to give us freedom, our religious freedom, so that we, you know, so much of the world lives under so much oppression. But not here. Not until recently. Now, unless you're just asleep, you don't realize how some of the walls are starting to close in. And some of your freedoms and liberties, they're intended to be taken away from you. Now, if you don't know that, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Uh, Some very powerful people have a very dark future planned for us. But we got to resist that. Amen? Amen? What if they do succeed? And taking certain things away from you. Certain rights, privileges, whatever. I'm not even going to throw anything out there. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You going to quit God? Going to get mad at God? Going to withhold from God? Well, I'll just stay home if the Lord's not going to open the gates and open the doorway so that I can do all the things that I've always got to do. Just, yeah, go ahead. You go on ahead and do that. Report back in a couple of months and let us know how that worked out for you. So we were never perfect. But here's the thing. Just like in the garden, sin crept in. When? Very soon. Very soon. Almost in the very beginning. Just like in our country. We didn't know it. We didn't realize it. But when we first came here, we're forming our country. We've got great plans, and praise God, those things came to fruition. At the same time, dark forces, dark forces were in the background. They had a plan, too. And you know what? They don't mind playing the long game because they know we are so lazy and have lack of focus. We'll go through all these different cycles, administrations, moves, famines, uh, everything. We're happy, we're sad, we're victorious, we're defeated. Would to God we would be like them in some ways. Determined, focused, amen? So here, you don't believe me? You see the evidence of it today. The dark forces you feel, the powers, the puppet master, the hand that pulls the strings. What is it? The deep state? Oh, they love that term. It's real. And I don't want to talk politics. I'm just trying to make a point to you. That darkness is there. And it'll stay back, won't it, Charlotte? It'll stay back in the shadows. And it'll be quiet. And it'll be still watching you all along. Observing you. Learning how you work. Learning your weaknesses. Who do I need to sit in? Send in hotty toddy or that alpha male. Which one is going to be more effective against that so-and-so person, the individual. Mm. If you don't want to wake up and realize what's going on, you're going to get off course. You're going to be in that valley. And some people, like we talked about earlier, they don't ever come back. 
they don't ever come back because they push it so far. You don't know what's going to happen when you leave here today. You don't want to be out there acting a fool in this day and this time, do you? No, no, no. You better be on your face before God, seeking his help, anointing. You better ask him to sustain you. Father God, put a hedge of protection around me. Put a hedge of protection around my family, God. Don't let us perish, Father. Save us from sin, Lord Jesus. Heal our bodies, God. Don't let my eyes give in. Don't let me give in to that temptation in the name of Jesus. No, 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 I won't. Father, you're going to protect me. You're shielding me, God, even from myself at times. Oh! All right. Indeed, there were. Indeed, they were very dry. They weren't just dry. They were very dry. Oh. We got to start understanding more about changing atmosphere. Amen. Like last Sunday when Charlotte sang, the atmosphere is changing now. That's what I'm talking about next, so be quiet. Um, the atmosphere is changing now. You have the power and the anointing. You may not have all the knowledge and the wisdom, Bible knowledge. You might not be able to quote a scripture. Amen? But you can change the atmosphere with your words, like we talked about before. Before, before it was manifest in the physical, it was spoken and the sound went out. Amen. Like Bishop spoke about this morning. Hallelujah. And I love that. You know, I'm not in any way new age. But I, I do like one phrase that they, people in that genre use. Vibrate love. What does that mean? A frequency can vibrate. What is a frequency? A frequency is a sound. They understand something just like the Tower of Babel. We don't want to give any heed to this. But what did God say? We got to get down there. We got to stop this. If we don't stop this now, they'll be able to do anything they put their mind to. Am I telling it? So understand the power of unity, the power of the sound, the power of the frequency when it goes forth. That's why it's so important to say it out loud with your mouth. Amen. That's why I'm convinced. I want to step carefully. That's why I'm convinced we got to be careful about the mask. That's why I said there's a place for mask concerning COVID-19. I can't tell you when and where. You gotta be led by the Spirit. You gotta let Holy Spirit tell you when you need to move, when you need to be quiet, when you need to make sure you wear your mask. All these things. Just like it says, work out your own salvation. Okay? We can 
give you some knowledge, some information, a scripture, advise you, guide you. But ultimately, guess what? It's going to be you and God, right? I'm not going to be there to pick up your hand, to make that decision, to open your mouth, to make you speak words. you got to do it yourself. But what you were saying about shift, I love that in this church, one thing can be going on, and we're going down this path, we're going down this path, we're going down this path, and it just seems like, okay, well, we're doing this today. But no, when God decides to change directions, when he decides that we're going to do something else, we have people that can shift it. Amen? We can shift it. Shift the service. If the devil tries to come in to steal to take our, our mind, our focus off of where we are supposed to be. God has sent forth a messenger to this church. He sent you a worship leader. He sent other people to this church to shift it. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's not just them. It's you. You have the power and the anointing within you to shift it. Oh, my God. So let's get back to this. It's not just dry. It's very dry. Very dry. You've been like that. You know people who are like that right now. There are churches who were barely making it before COVID-19. Some of them have already shut down. They just couldn't come back from the shutdowns. There are others who are still trying to make it online. Some have plans to reopen the first of the year. All different situations are going on. But no matter who you are, where you are, if you're dry, if you're very dry, there is hope for you. Amen. There is deliverance for you. Amen. Dryness can be such a terrible thing. Oh, my God. Holy Spirit is not dry, is he? He's fluid. He's moving. There's motion. Amen. Mm, don't you just love it when Holy Spirit begins to move? And it just feels like rain just washing down on you. I love it the times when I've come to church and I'm just so sad. I'm depressed. I'm dry. I'm worried. I'm fearful. Get in the service. Holy Spirit begins moving. It's fluid. Come on. It's tangible and it's fluid. And just let it wash over me in the name of Jesus. Remove all that yucky stuff. Remove that dryness and that deadness. Mm. We need to pray for our communities. We need to pray for our churches. There are some, they're not coming back. And there's probably not anything we're going to be able to do about it. But there are others who want to. But they don't have the resources we have in this house. They need somebody to believe for them. Come on, they need somebody to touch heaven for them because they want to come out of that valley of dry bones. They want to return to their congregation. They want to hear from their pastor in person. But they need someone to believe with them. Oh, my God. All right. Verse 3. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, oh, Lord God, you know. Okay, well, that's a decent answer, right? 
But it's also the answer of someone who does not have real faith to speak out on their own. So they want to say something that at least, you know, glorifies God. So I give him that. He didn't have the faith to speak with his own mouth, out of his own mouth, his own spirit to say, oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, let's go. We can do this. But he says, oh, Lord God, you know. At least he didn't curse. At least he didn't uh, speak doubt. He didn't pile on and add to the death that was already there. Mm. Hallelujah. Don't you just love those people? Negative Nancys. Oh, Jesus. I feel bad for some of y'all. I know you done started dreading Christmas back in September. Because you got to see so-and-so and, oh. I, listen, I got some of them people in my family, too. I, I, we all do. If you don't have them in your family, you got a neighbor, you got a co-worker, you got somebody. There's like, literally, you're just, you're at the door and you're like, I don't know if I want to open it to go in because it's going to be bad. They're, the first word out of their mouth is going to be like a gut punch. And from there, it's going to be downhill from there. It's all downhill. It's like, oh, my God, get me out of here. Somebody have a wreck so I can leave and go to the hospital and have to see him. That's terrible. You should not think that. But you just want any way out, anything. Just get me out of here. I don't care. Make me start throwing up. Just anything. I got to get out of this house because it's death. It's death. You know it. You'd rather do anything. Like, rip my fingernails out. Just anything. Don't make me have to spend a night with this person or people. If that's you, yeah. <laughs> you should know. <laughs> when, you, when you get up to walk out of the room, everybody's breathing a sigh of relief. <laughs> They're like, oh, oh, my God. Five minutes. Five minutes of not that. <laughs> Don't be that person. Because once again, that is one of my things I hate. Waste. Why you want to waste God's time, other people's time, and your own time being negative. Amen? If you think that you are going to be revived and raised up, speaking death and negativity out your mouth all the time, newsflash, ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. But if you like it, here's the good news. There's plenty of other people that feel the same way. Just go find one of them. Hallelujah. And y'all have the best old time telling horror stories to each other about how you done been mistreated and done wrong. And oh, my God. There's a nondescript group of people that I cannot identify. And if you're watching, you won't know I'm talking about you, or you might. They're probably not watching. <laughs> These people. Oh, my gosh. Every. On multiple occasions. 
I'm trying to be as nondescript as I can. On multiple occasions, I have been exposed <coughs> to some people that apparently, number one, they like karaoke. And they like junk karaoke. So, obviously, you know, the more people drink, what do they do? The louder they get. And the bolder they get, right? And I don't know. Maybe if you like the bar and the club and drinking, you have a lot of other people that like that and have had similar life experiences, right? Maybe like a lot of broken down relationships. I don't know. Stuff like that. But anyway, so we're singing, we're singing, we're doing karaoke, we're singing. So always, we get to this one song. So they're singing, 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 starting level. So this nondescript group of people, <laughs> like clockwork, every time. It's like, I don't know, it's like, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like, uh, you'll understand this. In the old days, when we sang out of the hymnal, okay, so... We always sang the same songs, right? Always. But certain songs, or when you get to certain parts of songs, you punch it, don't you? Yeah. I'll fly away. The faster, apparently, the faster you sing, I'll fly away, the more anointed it is. It's true. Ask Charlotte, ask David, ask Pastor. Absolutely. You'll not convince us otherwise. So if you sing it louder or if you sing it faster, probably something's going to happen. I don't know. Um, so nondescript group of people. Singing, singing, singing. Karaoke. Don't karaoke. Um, apparently there are a lot of relationships going wrong. Because just as in my old church when we would get to I'll Fly Away in the hymnal, you punch it. This is the song that they punched it on. I'm telling you, same level, same level, except for this song. She's as cold as ice, willing to sacrifice. I'm like, my God, has all of those people, are they jilted lovers? I mean, my God. They, every one of them must have at least two divorces under their belt. I don't know. Because they sing that song with so much vigor. Jesus, get out of the 80s. But they're, listen, just like the negative Nancys we were talking about, they, they love to group up. And talk about their pain. Oh, my God, you know you've walked past them standing, standing around the water cooler. You just got off the elevator. You're coming around. You're happy. Things are happy. Mm -mm, it's good. It's a good day. You, in your peripheral vision, you catch them at the water cooler, two or three of them. And you know. You know what they're doing. Oh, Jesus. Talking about their weekend exploits. Everything that went wrong. Everything that's wrong in their life, every pain, everything, all the stuff in their body that needs fixing, or 
everything that in people's other people's lives that they need to go help them get fixed, not physical stuff, everything. You see this and you're like, oh my God, you're trying. It's too late. You can't turn around. They've done seeing you. What you gonna do? Oh Jesus. You gotta make a decision right there. Do I join in? Do I walk as briskly and quickly as I can to get away from them like I didn't notice them in the first place? Or do I come up and try to shift the atmosphere? Do I try to change the atmosphere? Do I try to bring some rain and moisture into that valley of dry bones? Those people are dead, doubly plucked up. They're dying, they're dying, they're dying. If I stay there, they're gonna kill me too. I'm gonna die right there. I'm gonna wither, I'm gonna dry up and wither and die on the vine right there with them. Woo! So you got to make a decision. Are you gonna shift it? Are you gonna go a different path? Or are you just gonna join in with them? Mm. So this is why. I love verse 4. In verse 3, he couldn't muster up enough faith. The only thing he could say was, well, Lord God, you know. That's like that person. That's like that faithful, full of faith and power and anointing woman or man of God. They're trying to help you. They, they went out of their way. They spend their time. They don't even know why, but God's put a call about you. God is call, pulling them to you. They don't even know why. And they've accepted the call. And they just love you for no reason other than God has instructed them to. And they're trying to help you. They're trying to pull you up. They're trying to speak life into you. They're trying to get you out of the valley of dry bones. Or you might be that person trying to get somebody out of the valley, valley of dry bones. But if it's you, and this person's trying to help you, and all you can say is, yeah, you're right, I know, I know. That's Ezekiel. Well, Lord, yeah, you know. Because that's all the faith he had. But I thank God, apparently, with all the faith he needed. Because guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Verse 4, again, he said to me, prophesy, prophesy to these folks and say to them, oh, drop out, hear the word of the Lord. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Because just as it didn't look so great in verse 3, my God, it shifted in verse 4. He didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. The Lord said, the Lord instructed, God said, prophesy, prophesy, prophesy. Woo! Hallelujah. And you know, he had been speaking with him in previous chapters and revealing things to him in previous chapters. I don't know how much anointing, how much, you know, being jolted by the power of God can one person take. But apparently he probably had a lot. But verse 4, to you who feel like you're dead and dry and doubly plucked up, 
like anything that is was good is gone. Any anointing you ever felt was yesteryear. It's done been buried. That part of your life's over. I used to be that. I used to know that. But now, you know, whatever, I just, I don't know. I don't know. You don't have to be that way. You may not be completely dead yet, but you on your way, honey. Somebody needs to tell you. Oh, somebody need to take your hand and begin to try to pull you out of the valley of dry bones. My God, I don't want you to stay there. I don't want you to continue to dry up. Not when our God has been so faithful. Not when our God is so good. Not when there is so much promise. Amen. I still live in the United States of America. I still get to go to church every Sunday. Amen. I still believe in a God who saves, delivers, and heals. I still believe when I'm in depression, he can pull me out. I still believe there's an anointing on me that he can use me to touch somebody. I still believe God is able. I still believe there is hope. Come out of the darkness in the name of Jesus. Come on. I prophesy to you dead bones. I prophesy to you dead bones today. Live, live, live. Woo, come on, come on, come on. Come on, praise, 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 praise. Woo, come on, some of you get up. You need to walk it out. You need to walk it out. Walk it out in the name of Jesus. Come on, come on. Begin to encourage yourself. You can't encourage yourself in your most holy faith. of dryness another thing to thank God for lip balm yep I know and yeah you wish you had this one because it is vanilla buttercream right in time for Christmas right <coughs> hallelujah I would never put lip balm on while I'm trying to speak to you but I'm telling you the devil's been attacking me in every way. I'm so thirsty right now. My, li my lips don't, I, I, I can't do that. My lips don't normally just dry and crack. My lips are literally parched, dried, and trying to crack open. And I know it's the attack of the devil. You know what? He wanted to make an example out of me during this message. That's all right. I'll make an example out of him too. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. So God says to Ezekiel, can these bones live? Can these bones live? When Ezekiel didn't give him the answer that he really wanted to hear from him, that was okay, because you know what? Your God is faithful. Your God still loves you. Your God knows that sometimes you're going to be discouraged. Sometimes you're just going to need an extra pick-me-up, right? So he don't shame you. I don't have a God who shames me. 
He don't stand up there and look down at me, laughing at me, mocking me. No, no, no. He wants to reach down and pull me up and save me. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you need him to cover for you. It's a good thing that he's a God of grace and mercy because he, he's not going to give you a full pass. Amen. You mess up, you better get it right. And I mean get it right. Because I'm going to say this right here. Before I ever came out here, I felt like the Lord was telling me to say, some of y'all, you want to play. You like God. You even like coming to church. You acknowledge the move of God, the anointing when it hits you. You enjoy it. But you want to keep one foot in the devil's sandbox. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah! I like to be in God's play yard and his playground because it's good and fun. And the people of God are so good and fun most of the time. But, you know, it's just curious temptation temptation so maybe i'll just stay over here at the edge of the play yard so i can keep my foot over here in the devil's sandbox oh you better watch it those of you who thought you were just playing there are people they wanted to have it both ways they wanted one foot right here with the lord so that when it was bad and they needed a healing or they were sad and they needed to pick me up or they needed to go to church so that some people with some legitimacy could look at them and validate them oh 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 but then they just get that little hankering uh-oh because you never fully cut ties with the world. Why? Because you like it. You like it. Oh. You like it when that little fleshly side gets a little tickle. Gets a little urgency. Gets a little too inquisitive. You better watch it. You better stop playing with God. You better decide today. Are you going to live for Him? Are you going to be true to Him? Or do you just want to play? You just want to dabble? You ain't going to have it both ways. You might think you are for a while, but guess what happens all too soon? They grab a hold of that leg and they pull you all the way down. Oh! You were in greener pastures. Everything was happy and lovely and good. How did you suddenly get in the valley of dry bones? I had it going on over here. Everybody loved me down at that church. Oh, they thought I was so anointed. But I could still go to work and play. I still crept over here every once in a while and had my fun. You better be careful. They'll catch up with you. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. All right, verse 5. I'm not speaking on this today. The pastor's going to be touching on it next, next week. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Oh, 
thank God when Ezekiel didn't have enough faith to give God a firm answer. God came in right behind him. He picked him up. He showed grace. He showed mercy. He said, again, prophesy to these bones and say to them, oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, get up on your feet right now. Come on, man, give me some more. Give me some more. Come on. If that's you today and you're tired of playing in the devil saying, Bob, I want you to get down here in the name of Jesus. Where's my prayer team? Where's my prayer team?